What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, deep somewhere in Orange County, it's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, episode 212. I think I got it wrong in one of the episodes a couple weeks ago, but we got it right today, and that's what matters, because there's always tomorrow. (laughs) That was a quick joke to pop my wife over here, get her to laugh a little bit. What's going on, everybody? It's yeah. There was something about a superb owl yesterday. We've had something. We came to welcome your your superb owl. It's like I because I, I made that joke years ago. I, I actually was this uh, yesterday. I was I was showing a, a post Super Bowl episode to Ty. Thankfully, I, I'm glad he could not grasp. Conceptually, what was going on when I was just trying to look, it's Dada, but I, I was watching said episode from like three years ago. It was a, it was a, it was a 20, 2018, and then we'd been podcasting for over a year, but woosa. I, 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 I miss, and I also don't miss having uh, my, my, my cohorts, uh, Pete Molini and Sam Zia. I, I miss having them because it, it was always fun to banter with them, but unfortunately, that banter always led to dick jokes. Like, no matter what road you would go on, especially with old executive producer Sam Zia, every road led to dick jokes. Hey, Rolando, how's it going? Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I see Damon, you've joined us as well. Thank you so much, you guys, for, for, for coming in and checking in with us. Um, the, so... There, there was something about a superb owl. I, I, I honestly, I did not watch one single second of it, not one. And no, it was not because I, we don't get CBS on our antenna. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't the reason. <laughs> I probably could have finagled it if I had so desired, but I, I had no, I, I have no interest. Uh, I did not want to watch uh, Thomas Brady win again. I, I, I have. Even though I am not a big football fan anymore, I, I still do not care for old TB12 and his arrogance and the, the fact that he got his seventh superb owl. He now has a menagerie of birds in his home that his estranged daughter probably has never seen. Ah, That's usually the reason why most women don't like Tom Brady. Some women like him because he's, oh, look how cute he is, but... Uh, to, to, to paraphrase my, my, our good friend Jai T. Polidor, fuck Tom Brady. No, what, what we're going to really talk about, the important thing that happened this past weekend happened on Friday. For, for, for those who, who stay up on Thursday night to, to watch WandaVision right when it happens, we don't do that. We have a baby. <laughs> or, no, you know, no, sorry, correction. We have a toddler. I, I, I have to keep correcting myself all the time because... He is no baby. That is a large, large toddler that we have. He's he's a one-year-old the size of a two-year-old. I waited until Friday evening to watch episode five of WandaVision with my my lovely wife. And uh, we we were excited. But I had stayed away from social media the entire day. I think I saw one post where it's like uh, someone posted it there with their mind blown. To episode five, and I was like, "Ooh, mind blown!" All right, guess we have just gotten. I mean, well, <laughs> I guess it goes without saying. If you have not caught up on Wandavision, this is your spoiler warning. 
I, I'm just going to go the entire show talking about this because it was, uh, if you're a nerd, this was big. This was like, like, this episode of WandaVision turned almost every nerd into Charlie Day from from uh, Always Sunny when he got super paranoid and was drawing all the strings everywhere and like, oh, look, look, everything's connected. That, that's basically what happened to every nerd during this episode of WandaVision. So... Uh, last week's episode of WandaVision was pretty awesome because we finally got to see what was going outside of the now known the Westview Anomaly where apparently all these people who are in the WandaVision uh, sitcom are all actual humans well, well maybe not all of them fan crazy fan theories <laughs> you had uh, awesome uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, which um, yeah, just, I am just endlessly delighted with. Whenever I see Randall Park on my screen, I am just delighted. He is just a treat. And, it, and anything and everything he does, he is just great. He just he, he makes me happy just because he's so funny. He's just naturally funny and earnest. I, I recommend Always Be My Maybe on, on Netflix if you, if you want to watch something to make your wife happy. Just... Sit and watch that movie with your wife. You'll be delighted by Randall Park. You'll laugh at uh, Ali Wong. And, oh, it's a cute, funny rom-com. It, 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 it emphasizes the calm in the rom-com for once. Because you have talented, funny people writing it. But let, uh, before I digress, you, you got Randall Park. You, you, you got to see Monica Rambo, Monica Photon Rambo for, for, for you uh, super-duper comic book, deep comic book nerds. Uh, Monica Rambeau is, is another... Right? She, she's actually a superhero within the comic book universe. They haven't pushed her into that direction in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but all, all the signs are pointing that it might be going that way. <laughs> she, 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 she's an, uh, if, you, if you didn't know, now you'll know. She's another Captain Marvel within the comic books, and she had to keep changing... It was funny because she kept, had to keep changing her name. It was kind of became a running joke. Where like that's like where her her, her her nickname from when she was in the Air Force, Photon. That that's the name she finally and Monica Rambeau had to settle on in the comic books. <laughs> yeah, James says, "Did you catch her side eye?" Yes, and in reference to a uh, Carol. Woo! That was a. Uh, I, I I want to go. I want more of that. I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. People were already speculating. Oh, that's gonna feed into Captain Marvel two when whenever. That comes out in the near future because we know there's going to be a second Captain Marvel movie. But whoa, just like the, the the side eye. It's like if a look could tell a story, that's what that look gave when they when they, they brought up Carol. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to find you know last we get to find out about Monica Rambeau and we get to find out about about Jimmy Woo and then we we. We discover, oh, it's it, apparently it's Wanda controlling everything. But if you go on the internet and say, or is it Wanda controlling everything? We we had this great episode that was flipping back and forth from the sitcom to to, to, to the real life outside of Westview. We actually got to see like Wanda acknowledge and she went outside and acknowledged the Agents of Sword and was being all super badass and it, it speculated that like oh well what's going on with their powers and uh, I forget if I mentioned this last week or the previous time I talked about WandaVision but it looks like they're really bringing uh, Wanda's powers more in line to what it was in the comic book where people didn't know because when the Scarlet Witch first came through in the comic books 
Her power was, was um, always described as she could affect probability. She, uh, she uses hex magic or chaos magic to affect the probability of things. So, oh, if that thing's falling to the right, she could change it so it fall to the left. They would know how, how simply it was used in the olden days when, when, when she was first conceived in the, within the Avenger comic books. When she, was a, when she first came out, she was a me member of the, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants because she's a, the daughter of Magneto. Her and her brother, Quicksilver. But as the as the comic in, in the comic books as that progressed, it turned out that oh she wasn't just affecting probability. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, the line where the director sort of asked if she had any weird nicknames, like oh the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Why doesn't she have a weird nickname like the rest of the Avengers? Like for whatever reason, I, I, I'm sure uh, Disney is not comfortable with marketing one of their heroes as a witch. <laughs> Although, don't get me wrong, I loved how one of the uh, episodes was Bewitched. I mean, come on. That's freaking on the nose. <laughs> but, yeah, like it, it, in the comic books, it was eventually revealed, oh, she isn't affecting probability. She's affecting reality. Because uh, when, when she had... Uh, she had multiple mental breakdowns within the comic books because the the events of this some of the things that are happening in WandaVision are stuff that actually happened in the comic books where she manifested two children out of nowhere uh, see Ryan you expected Doctor Strange to be standing at the door when the knocking out because we know the, the, the pre-knowledge that we have that oh the, the, the Doctor Strange sequel that's going to come out at some point, I, mean, I think it was supposed to be the end of this year. I, I hope that's still on track. Uh, we know that Wanda was supposed to be a part of that. And I guess now we're seeing that this show is kind of our roadmap or our road to the multiverse of madness. See, the whole episode, they spent kind of building up this, oh, uh, the kids are like, oh, use your powers, bring back the dead. Because you know, at the beginning of, of episode five, the, the kids get themselves a dog and then the dog unfortunately dies. And the kids are like, all right, come on, Mom. Use your use your whammy. Bring back the doggy. And then the, the, uh, uh, Agnes, <laughs> it's like, you can do that? Because now, I'm sure those of you with eagle eyes are noticing that you know, Wanda's just using her powers in front of Agnes now. Just, she doesn't care anymore about hiding her powers. She's starting to, like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to just do stuff in front of her. She doesn't seem to mind. And you had that really awkward moment at the beginning of episode five where Agnes looks at her, do you want to take that from the top? <laughs> it's, there's so many things. Like, again, the, the, the show was lambasted for, you know, oh, it's so slow, it's so slow. I was like, no, it, it's built so that when stuff like this happens in this episode, you see the difference, you feel it, it's hitting you in the face with the, the, the craziness that's going on. I was like, wait. Are the people in here self-aware? I mean, some of them are, some of them are not. You know, when Vision touched that dude in the head, and he's like, "Oh my God, I'm my family, my dad, my dad is inside." Oh, hold on. Like, I don't know. We we don't know why Vision was able to, you know, unzap that dude and then re-zap him. Like that. We don't know why. What the hell? Like this. The, the whole episode just kept escalating. Or why did Sword have? Freaking 
Vision's body after he was like, oh, his living will says he was not to be reassembled. Uh, like, why were they dissecting him? She went in and freaking wrecked their asses and took his freaking his body back and reanimated him. There's so much going on in this episode. It, it, it truly uh, astounds me how I, I, I have a friend who he is not liking the the show at all right now and he, he, he put out these you know bullet points and I, I, I hate to use this phrase but he, he's totally going SJW on the show but I'm like no it's it's just a show and it's, it's so so good. There's so many things happening. There are like, like layers upon layers of things are going on. Like, and then my friend, he just keeps like he's like how how he doesn't understand how everyone can be liking this. And like, this friend of, of mine, we always would argue about stuff because he he he. I, I, my theory has always been he he thinks he well, or he knows he could write this better and he would write it a different way. Or if, like, if you go into fiction or if you go into anything thinking that, oh, I'm better than whoever is writing, then you're never going to enjoy anything. I have never had that. Well, I don't, don't want to say never. <laughs> I go into the majority of what I watch thinking, okay, what is the, what are the creators presenting me? I'm going to watch this absorb it and go, oh, that was cool. Or, you know what? I don't like that. And right now, this show has just presented me nothing but delight. Like my wife Rosa, she you know, she follows along. She she doesn't have the the crazy depth of comic book knowledge, but she's enjoying the shit out of the show, and I think that's a victory for something like this, where there's a lot of esoteric like stuff within it. But if you can get a person who's not a a crazy comic book expert to enjoy it, I think that's the uh, that, that's the key as to why. The, the, this entirety of the MCU has been so successful because it, it's not just made for the nerds it's made so for everyone it's turning people who are not comic nerds into comic nerds just the, call not jaded not, you're not jaded <laughs> you, you, can, you can enjoy it for what it is where mm-hmm. me I I, I uh, up and uh, up until this point, I've always enjoyed it because oh, cool! It's the stuff that I've read since I was a kid. All the stuff that I've seen, put onto a screen, and it, it doesn't suck. It's not like the stuff from the from the eighties or the really bad stuff from the seventies. It's weird that you can get to be so interested in something that you like, go in deep and you mm-hmm. get details and you right. learn the history and the facts and the figures and everything mm-hmm. about this one thing that mm-hmm. you're so interested. Right. And then like, there's no mystery to it all because you've learned a lot about it mm-hmm. anyway. And then it's like, is it fun anymore? You, is it still fun? Do you know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where, like, it, it, I think it's for, like, uh, myself or, like, for Pete Molini. I, th- I think Pete, it, he, he's, he, I think he floats a little bit more on the, like, slightly more jaded. Like, he's not as jaded as our other friend, who mm-hmm. shall remain nameless. <laughs> where he's on the far end of, like, everything is jaded. This is, like, this is not the way I would want it to be. And it's not even he's, like, wants it to be comic accurate. He wants it to be equitable to everything mm-hmm. within a social justice kind of prism. Right. That's why I've always, like, everything isn't going to fit your prism. Like, he wants it to be different, which is funny. Like, he's been harping about the anti, uh, it's like, it's it's anti-feminist. But, like, the the showrunner 
it's a female who's <laughs> like it's funny because someone at, like on, on his Facebook rant, someone was pointing it out to him. It's like, uh, you know, the showrunner is female and she has full creative control. It's not like Marvel's been like, you have to, we're forcing this doctrine on you. Right. It's, like, it's been revealed that on some of the DC movies, like, oh, they were given creative like let's say the. The, the director of the, the Birds of Prey movie, the one with Har- the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn, she had creative control for a little while, but then they took it away from her. Oh <laughs> she God. admitted, like, oh, we had to give into a lot of studio notes. Wow. And that's, like, a, it's yet, another, yet another reason. Studio notes. Notes. Notes, yeah. No, you can't do this. No, no. you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why, like, oh, why is the quality of, the, of DC films different from Marvel? It's like, it, it, it all depends on... Who's in charge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel, you know, lets a director kind of do what they want. Well, with the exception of Joss Whedon, apparently. <laughs> in the second Age of Ultron movie, he had to serve a lot of masters. That one was the he had to serve too many masters in that movie. Like we have to do all these things. That's, a, that's that was a, one of the problems with that movie. That it was setting up a whole lot of other things. Like oh, you can't tell your own story. You have a lot of other stories you have to roadmap us to. It's like when you go back and watch like an Iron Man 2 or an Age of Ultron, you're just like, oh, it's different. Like at, When you watch it initially, it's like, oh, when it's just itself, like, okay, this is fine, okay. And then you go back, oh, this is just a transitional film. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to build this giant tapestry. Right. Okay. You're going from, or as I've described, that all the movies are graphic novel to graphic novel. <laughs> it's like where I have to fill you in, like, oh, because you had never seen Avengers Age of Ultron. So you don't know where Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver came from. I had to, I, I put on the, the quick little primers that they had up on Disney Plus. So then they have this. Yeah. And then I'd be lost in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think uh, Pete right here uh, accidentally commenting as the podcast. Don't forget Edgar Wright. Yes, Edgar Wright oh, yeah. was another one. He was uh, he had taken career control taken from him. But that was er, that was early. That was the the, the, the first wave of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I think he was taking it. Like too wacky. Once everything was super successful, because because yeah. ironically, Ant Man was going to be the first movie of the Marvel movie universe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which probably not a great idea. <laughs> so I think they kept a lot of what Edgar Wright had written. Oh, Damon said he had to rewatch Age of Ultron last night. Yeah, it's like that. That that one's an interesting movie because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that ties in from WandaVision from that movie. That's why like every time we finish watching WandaVision, it keeps saying. Do you want to watch Age of Ultron? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that every time. It keeps like, hey, mm-hmm. you should watch this. Yes. <laughs> this is where Scarlet Witch came from. <laughs> and I, I, I think it was after the show, like, I think you, you, you actually asked me a very good question. It's like, oh, uh, they all got their powers from Infinity Stones. Right. Like, oh, you know, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She got her powers from the, from the, the Infinity Stone they had now. No, the, I, mean, mm-hmm. I forget which one they had. In that movie, I think mean, I think it was the the space jump, mm-hmm. and then uh, okay. and then uh, technically, uh, Wanda she got her powers from the mind gem. That's like when, when Hydra had the mind. It would be more explained in Age of Ultron, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, she got her powers from Infinity Stone, mm-hmm. and then uh, Vision he was created from an Infinity Stone combined with a bunch of vibranium and a, and a computer program. That's that's how Vision was created mm-hmm. within the movie confines. Yeah. It's all yeah, revolves around the Infinity Stones. That's what I was thinking of. Somebody had mentioned, oh, wasn't somebody else made of the same stuff that we mm-hmm. 
Because Ultron, well, 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 Ultron was created. Ultron created Vision's body because Ultron wanted to take over that body. Oh, this would be the perfect version of me. <laughs> but then Iron Man got in the way of that. Like, oh, let me just install Jarvis in here. <laughs> I think if Wanda goes out of control, I don't know. Well, okay. Apparently, she's brought him back in a, in a way. Because of that. Yeah. Just bring vision back in a way. Yeah. Just, I, I, and, that's, and that's. So, let me get to the crux of what happened and why. Because my, my poor wife. At the end of the episode, I was sitting there, mouth agape. I was just like, I, I didn't explain anything. You were just like, oh, who's this? Like, oh, is that his brother? And I was just like, I couldn't talk for like a minute. I was just sitting there just like, because, all right, so super duper spoilers. If, if you've gotten this far and you haven't turned off, you're either on board with this or you just want to hear. Yeah, in, in the X-Men movies, they were Magneto's kids, so, but let's flip back and rewind it back, so prior to Age of Ultron. So, in, uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, back in the, when Marvel was uh, broke in the 90s, one of the many times they went broke, they sold off the movie rights to a bunch of different movie studios. And they really signed really bad deals. I, mean, we, we I think we've talked about this in the past, but you know what, let's, let's get you get caught up now. They signed a bunch of bad movie deals where they gave up the rights, but there was no Marvel Studios back then. Marvel was just like, we're broke. Movie studios can pay us for so they sold the X movies to Fox, they they sold um, freaking Daredevil to the universe. Oh, well, I forgot. There was a whole bunch of different stuff that got sold all over the place. Fantastic Four was also went to Fox. Spider Man went to Sony. Well, Sony technically still has Spider Man. They they share them because the 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 terrible deal that Marvel and any signed like oh you can have so Spider Man's rights in perpetuity as long as you keep making Spider Man movies. Because I guess they thought, oh, after that first Spider-Man movie, this is so successful, just keep making them for infinity. <laughs> make Spider-Man 7, make Spider-Man 8, make Spider-Man 9. We don't care, we're getting paid, everyone's making money. So, that created a problem, because they're, they'd signed away all the mutants to Fox. So let's just get to the crux of this. So all anyone who was classified a quote-unquote mutant within the comics was under the purview of this X-Men deal. But a couple of important Avengers, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, are mutants. <laughs> As well, there's, there's other Avengers on the line who were also mutants. But they it became the M the, the the Marvel Studios now under Disney. Uh, they can't use mutant. They can't use. Uh, they 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 couldn't use those characters. But they had worked at a deal. I guess I think there was some sort of trade that happened where. Marvel was allowed to use Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but they were already using Quicksilver over in the 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 um, the, the, the recent X Men. The, the, the X movies they got good after X Three, because you know we had X Men First Class, which was a good X Men movie, and then it moved on to X Men Days of Future Past. That's where we were introduced to that Quicksilver. Evan Peters played Quicksilver, who. They hinted at he was Magneto because in the comic books, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, Wanda and Pietro are the the son and daughter of Magneto. That's why they have such strong mutant powers. But in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like oh, they wanted to use them for Age of Ultron. They worked a deal, 
but they were not mutants. They were just special. They didn't get their powers from the mutant gene. They got their powers from the Infinity Stone that Hydra experimented on them. So we had two Quicksilvers. We had the Quicksilver, the Fox Quicksilver, Evan Peters, and then you had the Marvel Quicksilver, Aaron Taylor Johnson. At the end of Age of Ultron, they killed that Quicksilver. <laughs> he, he died. He sacrificed himself to save a bunch of people, the, particularly Hawkeye and a bunch of other innocent people. He sacrificed himself. I believe that was part of the deal. Like, oh, you could use Quicksilver, but you got to take care of him by the end of the movie, which they did. And that's part of Wanda's um, agony. Because like she, she, she had lost her parents as a kid to a Stark missile. <laughs> and then she grew up and she loses her brother, the only other person she loved in the world. And then now it's like, all through the episode, they're building, oh, like, she's going to bring back the, she's going to bring him back, she's going to bring him back. And instead of bringing back Aaron Taylor Johnson, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Pietro, Quicksilver, the, the, the door knocked, and it was... Wait, that's Evan Peters, who plays the Fox Quicksilver. And my brain went, Kabah! Because if you weren't already aware, that Disney owns Fox now, which means now they have all those rights within. They can use those characters. Uh, Pete Bellini was quick to, like, I texted Pete immediately after the episode. Mm -hmm. And Pete was, was ready to poo-poo it. Oh, no, they're not, they're not using the Quicksilver. They're just going to use that actor. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're just messing with us. I'm like, I'm like, do you really think Marvel would go all this way just to troll people? <laughs> and, of course, yeah, so me and every other nerd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, now, we're just like, oh, my God. Because... We keep hearing rumors that, or so, so Spider-Man three, the third Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man something from home, who knows home, something home, home. There's gonna be home and stuff because we had Homecoming, Far From Home, and it's like, whatever Spider-Man three is gonna be called. They're gonna be oh, you might have the other two Spider-Man, you might have Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You, I think they're gonna bring in Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. They're bringing uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro from the Andrew Garfield Spider movies. They're bringing Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus. From the Tobey Maguire movies, and considering the success of Enter the Spider Verse, and we're we're just kind of going through the multiverse, and the next Doctor Strange movie is called the Multiverse of Madness. This is where you get your conspiracy hat on, you get all your 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 your, your freaking felt, and you start tying everything together like a crazy person. <laughs> Did Wanda bring Quicksilver from it? She couldn't bring back hers. Did she accidentally bring yeah, the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin supposed to show up in that Spider-Man 3? So, hey, is this kind of stuff going to happen in all these Marvel movies now? Are, are we establishing that this is our like our universe? This movie, MCU, is, is one universe? And all these other ones, because uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Clifton, he, like he, he he had it spoiled for him out of context, and he was very mad. Like he he doesn't like that Quicksilver character, and he thought, oh, they just recast. It's like because well, that was the joke that they made. Oh, she recast Pietro, and it's like no, I think she snatched him from another universe. Because I think that's that's not my theory. I'm going along with that theory. I mean, I'm sure many others. <laughs> this is not going to be the only video on the internet where. The, Theories gonna be thrown around. This is my video. 
think we're just going to have all these realities of like all these you know movies and TV shows are going to be their own separate universes and people might get plucked and pulled from them or maybe they don't belong like or as it was established in the in the Spider-Verse I don't know if they're going to go along with that where it's like oh you can't stay out of your universe why <laughs> you can't exist outside of the universe here you you belong in and maybe that's why it's a multiverse of madness because maybe Scarlet Witch starts yanking people from all over different universes and causes a problem that Doctor Strange is going to have to fix who knows like and to um, to use a point that my wife was using, we're entering uncharted territory here. Stuff that I haven't seen before. Stuff that most comic book people haven't seen. It's like, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Adelaide is like, bring back Hugh Jackman. At least one scene as Wolverine, right? <laughs> If they can put Wolverine in the in, in the '90s comic books, like where he's actually finally wearing yellow and not just black leather, that would be awesome. I'm sure Hugh Jackman would be down. You cut him a big check, show up for a minute. I think this is probably gonna explain how Deadpool can exist. Like we have all these different, like for me, especially being the old man that I am, I've consumed so much of this media. Uh, people are just like, oh, it's just gonna be just the MCU and the Fox stuff. I'm like, no, this opens up. This potentially could open up a lot of this fun stuff. Like they can go into the old cartoons or TV shows. You can have, you can have a Lou Ferrigno. I'm sure his dream. You know, he he had his little cameo as as a security guard in the Incredible Hulk movie. Like they can bring like a Ferrigno Hulk and just show up. You know, and just travel through time and through space. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Damon brings up a good point. They brought this idea of different realities, like where. With, uh, the, the ancient one, Tilda Swinton was talking about these different realities. But Loki not dying right there when they went back in time, that might have created a, a separate timeline, or a separate reality. I'm sure that's going to get explored when we get to, to when Loki's TV show comes out later this year. Or I'm sure we'll hear Owen Wilson say, wow, at least 10 times. Once an episode, would one would hope. Uh, yeah, the, the the potential for craziness is uh, uh, it makes me excited as a nerd. This might confuse a lot of people, but I'm already confused half the time, so that's okay. <laughs> like, there's gonna be have to be a whole lot of explaining, but it, it, but honestly, I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> This because uh, uh, a lot of people kept speculating. What is Marvel going to do now that they have the Fantastic Four? I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, I think I speak for many people. We we don't want the Fox Fanta either of the Fox Fantastic Fours. We definitely don't want the Josh Trank Fantastic Four. Nah, I, Miles Teller punching the face. Miles Teller. No, no, thank you. No. I, I can live with Ian Griffod and Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and Michael B. J well, <laughs> that can confuse things. <laughs> oh, no, Chris, oh, that way Chris Evans could come back. Chris Evans can come back as Human Torch. See, uh, Damon Lamb says, I want Jessica. <laughs> Damon Lamb wants Jessica Alba to come back as the Invisible Woman. <laughs> Lindsay and Adelaide asked if, if I could see any scenario show up on screen, TV or film. What's my wish? Thinking big. I I don't know. I, that's that's a. Uh, 
I, I don't know. Like, where you kind of have this crazy secret. Well, it might be some sort of secret war where you just have all these different realities clash. I mean, because we're not going to get the traditional secret invasion where you know, there's going to be that, that Nick Fury show on Disney+. Plus. We're not going to get the, the, the same secret invasion we had in the comic books. Which may be a good thing, because that secret invasion, like, while it was awesome while it was happening, after it was over, it was very confusing. Because the scrolls were the bad guys in that one. And I think in the Secret War show, the scrolls are going to be the good guys. Confusing. Yes. But they're flipping the script. That way people like me don't feel like, oh, I already know what's happening. Which is why I, I really... The, the, to bring back my original, that's why I'm really enjoying WandaVision because I have no idea where they're going with this. I mean, I have I have some ideas of what they're doing, but I don't have any concrete proof. Like where where Pete and I were, so yeah, like we we knew the like Pete and I watching Infinity War, like yeah, we know how this movie's gonna end. Spiles is gonna snap and wipe out half the universe. I mean, <laughs> like me, Pete, and a bunch of other you know deep combiners, we knew I'm like oh Infinity War not going to have a happy ending. He's going to get all... I mean, the whole point of this whole Infinity Gauntlet storyline is that he was going to get them all and wipe out half the universe. And he did. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know something so horrible was going to be so uh, satisfying for me as a nerd. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> I remember watching the movie with Pete. I'm like, he did it. It happened. <laughs> so... There they go, honey. That's how you're asking, like, oh, how could you enjoy this if you already know what's going to happen? Because a lot of times Hollywood likes to change things, but sometimes when they leave things alone or they find a different way to get to that, it, it's more about the journey than the destination. That's what I always like to tell nerds. Or like, the, the the film Civil War was like so much better than the comic book Civil War, because in the comic book Civil War, Iron Man was a dick the entire time. He was not a good person. Where in the movie, it was kind of balanced, where it's like, oh, there are two sides to this, and they are both valid. <laughs> Captain America's side and Iron Man's side were both valid. Or in the comic, it was like, Cap is being a dick, and Captain... Oh, well, Iron Man was being a dick, and Captain America was right. <laughs> there was It was very black and white, where in the movie, it was gray. And it's like, oh, this was such a much better telling of the Civil War story, which is why they gave them the Infinity War story. <laughs> That was their audition. <laughs> well, well, Captain America, uh, the first uh, uh, Winter Soldier, that was their audition. And Civil War was them proving they can do an Avengers movie, and then they did two Avengers movies, the, the highest-grossing film of all time. <laughs> it, it's just uh, uh, amazing. But yeah, well, well, uh, honestly, Adley, your, your question, like, uh, my the the scenario that I wanted to happen already happened at the end of Endgame. The the scene that still gives me goosebumps and makes me cry a little bit. The the Avengers assemble. That's <laughs> probably like uh, that, that, uh, honestly, I don't know if they'll ever be able to top that feeling. Of like that, that that what they built up to there, where like you just have everyone show up <laughs> and have this amazing melee with with, with Thanos because that's that's kind of not that's not what happened in the comic book. It was it was, it was very different in the original comic book. Like they, they had a whole bunch of heroes show up, but it, it was not as cool. Because <laughs> you know, back in uh, back in nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty one, uh, Captain America eh, was not that cool. Iron Man was not cool. I think the the coolest people in the comic book were like the Hulk and and Wolverine. <laughs> and Wolverine just got turned to a bag of bones. <laughs> I think the Thanos was just like away from me. <laughs> it was just a. Uh, 
very different uh, in the comic book. The, how, in the comic book, it was much more psychological. Where you know, the way it happened in the comic book is that Thanos subconsciously knew he was unworthy, and that's why he would lose. He would always lose. He he would continually get to this mountaintop, but subconsciously knew that he was unworthy, and he would always find a way to fuck it up, so to speak. <laughs> but they did not go that way in the movie. They just had the show the heroes rise up and beat the daylights out of them. <laughs> in a show of massive unity. Uh, but no, the the the, the, ram of, the potential ramifications and, and Pete was telling me I'm I'm getting too excited about this and that there's that it's unrealistic to have such high expectations that they are actually gonna pull off some multiverse thing. But you know what I'm I'm <laughs> I am i i i would like to hang on to these it's not expectations, it's hopes. I can only hope, and I, we've gotten this far over the course of 12, this is the 13th year of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that started back in 2008. We've gotten this far, and they, it feels like it's just quality stuff. And then yesterday, apparently during the Superb Owl, uh, they released a trailer for uh, Cap and, uh, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that looked pretty cool. They, they, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier are still like at odds, much like they were throughout all of uh, the, the the Civil War movie. <laughs> they continue to keep that awkward, uh, awkward frenemy chemistry that they had in that movie, which is hilarious. And uh, and that's it looks like that's gonna pop off right after One Division ends. Uh, I had seen some erroneous report that oh, one division was only like five episodes, but I, I think it's actually nine. <laughs> I, I was very concerned that like next week was the last episode of one division. Like what? No, no, I can't be right. But as it is, you know, you you find some news on the internet. You you really have to verify your sources. There's a lot of ridiculous idiots on the internet posting whatever they want and acting like they're a source of information. Ding! What? Put this arrow next to me. <laughs> But it was just, uh, yeah. That I, 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 I'm, I'm on pins and needles for for this Friday. I, 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 I am excited to see where, where they're gonna go with this for the next three or four, uh, four episodes. Where is this going? Is Pleat Malini gonna be right? And they're just trolling us, and it's not as deep and wonderful as this could potentially be. It's like, oh, we just we just happened to bring in the, the actor who was Quicksilver in the Fox movies just for funsies. Is Pete going to be right? Or is this the start of some crazy-ass shit? Who knows? Hopefully we'll know over the next four weeks and leading to the multiverse of madness. Like, is Vision going to come out of this out of this hole? Is, can, can Wanda just create an Infinity Stone out of thin air? Does that mean she can just bring them all the Infinity Stones back? That's a that would seem to be a problem to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a big problem. She can bring back Vision. Though. Huh? She can bring back Vision. Though. She can bring back Vision. But can she do whatever she wants with reality? Because that's what she was able to do in the comics. A lot of my friends, because there was this crazy story uh, where we, we found out how powerful uh, uh, Wanda is, where she remade reality 
where mutants were in charge. Mm -hmm. Magneto was the leader of the world. And all the mutants were the world's police. She's strong. Yeah, she remade the world. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that story, she wiped out a bunch of mutants. Well, she took away the powers of a bunch of mutants because mm -hmm. she realized she was wrong. Like, oh no, we're too powerful. And at the very end of the book, she just goes, no more mutants. And mutants around the world all lost their powers. <laughs> Wolverine still had his blade. Well, he, he still had his claws, but he didn't have his healing factor, which means he was dying from, from uh, adamantium poisoning. <laughs> Like I think there was only like a, there was only a hundred mutants left after like thousands and thousands of mutants. There was only a hundred left. Eventually, it was yeah in the MCU. Yeah, very different. Very yeah, that, that's right, Ryan. They 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 couldn't use Magneto, so just had regular people be their parents. We, we don't know what's gonna happen. This is insane. So yeah, a lot of people are calling for House of M, but I'm like, I, I, I don't think they're 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 not that crazy ambitious to, to do an entire universe wiping thing, <laughs> unless you're just gonna do a TV show about it. Ha 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 ha. It, it, it's a uh, there's a lot of capital P potential here for some wacky comic book stuff because yeah, now, now that they've established this universe, they're going to play around with it now. I think they're going to do some way. Like this show, and I think the Loki show, we're going to really explore some weird and wacky stuff. They're like, I feel a lot of uh, people are going to be asking a lot of questions while we're going along for the ride. And I, I think it's going to be entertaining. So far they, they've proven to be quite entertaining. All, all this stuff has been quite delightful in my opinion. With the exception of a few things, it's just uh, everything's been coming up aces. <laughs> you know, a lot of people want a, an, an Agents of, of, of Sword show. I'm like, no, I, I just want an X-Files show with, with, with Jimmy Woo and, and Darcy. <laughs> like the rest of the internet. Uh, apparently some screenwriter has already, like, he's been asked to give a pitch for that show. I'm like, we need a Disney Plus show with Jimmy Woo and Dr. Darcy going around investigating weird shit in the MCU. <laughs> Like the X-Files. Yeah, the MCU files. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Ryan. The MCU files. I, I, I think that would be great. Put, 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 put Rattle Park and Cat Dennings in a show. And like, I think everyone will just have fun. <laughs> There's some weird thing going on over here in New York. Right here on this weird street where Doctor Strange lives. Let's go check it out. <laughs> There, there, there's a lot of cool things that could potentially come out of this, and oh, I, I thought eight years ago, I was like, oh, well, we're in the golden age of nerdy. When, when I was working at Disney, and I walked by a building, and there was an Agents of Shield logo on the side of one of the buildings. I'm like, whoa! I didn't think I'd live in a reality where you know, the Agents of Shield would be cool, and uh, they were they were cool for a hot minute, and then that that TV show kind of just like. We're 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 part of the MCU, and then we're kind of adjacent to the MCU, and we're just gonna be completely separate from the MCU now. <laughs> I, I understand it, it was still a very good show. I have friends much like Pete who said, "Oh, it was still good." I, I just couldn't commit to any more super. <laughs> I think there's a point where like I can't commit to these network uh, superhero shows. 
they're too erratic for me. <laughs> These shorter form shows like like this one division and uh, coming up this uh, cap is I keep saying cap. Uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. These nice little digests that are a part of the MCU. I, I, I like that. Like the, 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 I think that, that was the potential that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to have, but you, you couldn't have Chris Evans or, or Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth show up every week or show, have one of them show up. And the only, the only one who ever showed up was uh, Nick Fury for like an episode for one of the season finales. Nick Fury showed up. That made me very happy. Just kind of like, I'm doing a cameo, motherfuckers. Look at me. Come on, Coulson. Let's go kill some motherfuckers. That, that basically was like the extent of his cameo. Eh. Lady Sif wasn't an Avenger. <laughs> that poor actress got pushed out of the. She got shoved out of the Thor series. I think I think she's supposed to come back for Love and Thunder. But yeah, Lady Sif. She's just like like an afterthought. Poor poor actress. Showed up, did her job, and freaking the first Thor, and like I think she was barely in the second one, and wasn't around for Ragnarok. <laughs> like all those Asgardians, and no. Oh, Where's Lady Sif? She showed up on Earth, and like so. I think that was like in season one or season two of uh, the Agents of Shield. I, I I was still on board at that point. Like I remember, like the the first half of Agents of Shield, kind of whatever, and then Winter Sol uh, Captain America Winter Soldier happened, and it made the Agents of Shield much more interesting. <laughs> like what? Everything's fucked up. No. That <laughs> uh, they were they were working in. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's excellent uh, Secret Warriors cartoon, or that comic, well, cartoon, comic book into this Age of the Shield. Oh, that's right. I uh, Thank you, Monica. I totally forgot that that actress, she went off to go do that, that real, uh, that, um, what do you call it, that other show where she had, like, her whole body was covered in tattoos, right? Uh, like, uh, uh I don't recall the name. You're, you're right, Monica. I I, I forgot. I, I was wondering. <laughs> well, why, I'd forgotten why she had been kind of written off. Because she had other commitments. Uh, that, that actress, was like, Jamie Alexander, I believe was her name. That's right. Yeah, she had yeah the show where her. She she had amnesia and she her body was covered in tattoos. And uh, hey, who, who wants to be a you know a third banana? Yeah, on, on some movie when you can go be the lead on a, on a, on a network television show. I, yeah, I forget what it was. I forget what it was called, but yeah, I remember seeing the commercials for it. And it's like this one, this movie, this show seems interestingly weird. I never watched it, but I know exactly what show you're talking about, Monica. Yep. <laughs> that, that's that's why she was written off for the MCU. But I think I heard that they they might bring her back, but. So I don't know, like, I guess uh, PS for Portman isn't around anymore. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't think they're gonna, they're, they're not, they didn't, uh, they didn't force a relationship between Valkyrie and Thor, which, uh, was that, that was cool. Warrior, blind spot. There, that. You know, it's funny, in my head, I kept saying blind side. I'm like, no, that was the, that was the freaking uh, movie with, uh, with Sandra Bullock and the guy who actually played for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> I'm like blind side, blind spot. That's right, blind spot. Thank you. Uh, it just all this stuff is insane. I'm, I'm, uh, unfortunately, it's all part of the streaming wars. But thankfully, 
my awesome wife got us Disney Plus, so I can I can watch this. When do, when do, when do we need to re up for that? I need to give you money for that <laughs> for that, honey. I don't know when that resubscription is coming up. I'm sure they're going to raise the prices soon. <laughs> now that everyone's getting excited. Right? Yeah. Not everyone's excited for these Marvel shows. I'm sure they're going to jack up the price. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got to float you some money for that. <laughs> To keep that subscription going, and we can oh, and we can keep showing classic, horrifying Disney movies. So this, this is where I'm, I'm going to leave us off here with the, with this anecdote. So on, on Saturday, uh, here you know we're just here. Yeah, like, I, I'm home because uh, you know, weekends it's daddy daycare, and uh, I give my wife a break. I, I take care of Ty all day. And uh, wife suggested, hey, let, let's put on a classic Disney movie. We have this Disney Plus. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, I was like, all right, uh, we're going through it. I'm like, ah, oh, Pinocchio. I'm like, oh, man, Pinocchio messed me up when I was a kid. Made me, made me think I was going to turn into a, a donkey or a jackass. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, hey, we'll, we'll put on Snow White and Seven Dwarves. Yeah, that's like the, that's like the, 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 the first uh, animated feature from Disney. Like, it was like a long time ago. We're, we're getting close to where it's going to be 100 years pretty soon for... For that movie, <laughs> I think it was like in the 1930s. Uh, Snow White came out, so we throw that on, and then uh, I'm sitting there, and, and, and Ty's kind of like watching off and on. Uh, he gets very interested whenever the evil queen is on, and he uh, and he laughs. <laughs> he he uh, a joyful laugh. I know Ryan, you had when I made this post earlier uh, earlier this weekend. I was like, was it an evil laugh? Or no? I think Damon had said it was a. You know, I think Ryan, you, you had some other funny comment. Uh, Damon asked, was it an evil laugh? And it's like, oh no, it's a. He, he was delighted. He's like, ha 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 ha. Whenever the evil queen showed up, Ty would just look at the screen and go, ha 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 ha. It's like, should I be amused or concerned that he he's totally because, and as my wife uh, told me that there was a. A character on Sesame Street. What was the what was the, the character called? Something oh, Batty. Batty McBad. Batty McBad. Alright, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you posted the Proverb Child gift. That's right. <laughs> so on Sesame Street, there's a character called Batty McBad, which also causes Ty to laugh. <laughs> like, do we have an evil boy? I don't know. No, he laughs. Or no, he, he laughs in the, he is, we have a very brave boy, he laughs in the face of evil. Sorry, I, I stand corrected, yes. My brain is like, he could be anywhere on this good or evil spectrum. <laughs> he either emphasizes with it, or he's like, ah, he laughs in the face of evil. He, he sees clearly evil people and he laughs, so that's, 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 the, that's the positive side. <laughs> and then me, I'm like, he's laughing because he can do a better job as a villain. <laughs> it's like, ha, this silly villain. No, I, I, I don't think Ty was laughing at the animation. I think he, he was just like he. I think he caught the vibe of the evil queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I don't know. He he sees her 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 oeuvre, her her aura, and he was like, <laughs> magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And he was just yeah. But it's funny as I was I was watching it with him, and oh my god, it was just like wait a minute. We show this to kids? It's like, go kill Snow White, cut her heart out, and bring it back to me. I'm like, yeah. 
Like, wait a tick. I'm like, I, I don't remember this. <laughs> like, I'm like, do we just, as kids, do we just kind of just like, all the really extreme stuff, just kind of like, edit that out. We just only remember, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? this is, the huntsman busts out his knife when he's like, ready to kill her and he changes his mind and she goes running through the forest and that looks terrifying too. I'm like, man. And then, and then Rosa and I had a discussion. It's like, yeah, like, they just kill the parents all the time. <laughs> like, uh, because of the, but Snow White was the stepdaughter to the queen, <laughs> this evil queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Damon says, showing Maleficent and see how he reacts. I know that's, uh, that's <laughs> I guess that's the, that's the next one we fire up Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. and when he sees, <laughs> he sees Maleficent, we'll see his reaction to that. Because Maleficent's pure evil. <laughs> Ryan, the survival rate of parents in Disney movies is fifty fifty at best. <laughs> it's like all those early ones, like. Kill mom, kill mom, kill mom, kill mom. It's like Lion King. Kill dad. What? What? <laughs> it's like fighting me. Oh, mom died early on. Sorry, kid. It's like Pixar keeping that tradition going. My God. Just wiping out parents. Oof, just. I think, well, I think what was it I said? I'm like, oh, man. Walt Disney must have had some parent issues, man. He's like, oh, see what it's like. See how you like when I keep killing the parents, mom and dad. <laughs> oh man, it's just just watching it. It's like, oh boy, I like I have to like kind of curate. See, what was it? Was it Ryan? You said you, you go to the Peter Pan. <laughs> so I just remember the honest trailer for 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 Peter Pan, where it's like, oh man, this movie's really racist. <laughs> it's like, no, no, cut. Oh, soul. Oh, you know what I. I had not had a chance to talk about that. It was, what two? What was that like two weeks ago? Rosa and I fired up Soul. Oh. And yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Soul was just amazing. And ironically, it was like I think this is the first Pixar movie since freaking Good Dinosaur. I haven't cried, but it. But this was just because I. I it, it, I didn't feel emotionally shattered. I, I was close to being emotionally shattered several times. But it was just, uh, Soul was just, like, amazing. All the, 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 the Atticus Ross and the friggin' Trent Reznor's, like, the, the, the soundtrack they had for the, for the afterlife was freaking awesome. Yeah. And then John Baptiste's soundtrack for, <laughs> for the living world, all that jazz. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that the, that little soul was Tina Fey until, like, I had to Google. I'm like, wait, that that voice sounds familiar. And I just started, uh, as I do during movies, I was like, All right, I need to find out more while we're watching it. And they're like, oh wait, that's Tina Fey. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then uh, what's his face? Uh, the Moss from the IT crowd <laughs> was one of the freaking one of the people in the afterlife. That that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that the soul was just yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we really like we sat there. We were just kind of like engrossed in this film. It was it was really good. Really, uh, one of those. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, uh, Pete, Pete, Doctor. Uh, he he yeah, he's always good about reaching into your into your literal soul <laughs> and making you think about stuff. Because <laughs> he's responsible for Finding Nemo and Monsters Inc. 
think my brother had pointed out there was another one he was responsible. Like, Up, that's right. <laughs> Up, the the Pixar movie I refuse to rewatch. I, I, I know at some point <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm going to have to show it to Ty. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to show this to Ty. <laughs> Ugly cry 15 minutes in. And then a whole lot of hilarious comedy. I mean, Doug was freaking amazing. I, hi, my name is Doug. I don't know you, but I love you. Doug was awesome. Oh, Up was amazing. But Up just reached... This, it's, it's such an emotional drain. I, I, I love the movie, but I just I can't watch it. It just... I, when I saw it the first time, I was sobbing. 15 minutes in. Sobbing. The, the the love story without words. I was just like gone. No, like nope. I was gone. Fifty minutes in, and then when the house burns down near the end. Also, another ugly cry. And at the very end, when Carl shows up and he puts the little, the the great pin, uh, merit badge. On uh, on the kid, happy cry. Just like I was just like. <laughs> Every daddy issue I had just bubbled up to the top. <laughs> Every dad issue I have just like <laughs> it was emotionally draining. <laughs> then the the date I went on with it, she just goes like, "Oh my god!" Like she's like, "I, I didn't expect that out of you." I'm like, "I didn't expect that out of this movie." Ryan, you, you wore a grape soda pin when you got married. I, I have a grape soda pin somewhere. I remember when I I had gone to to Disneyland a, a little bit after. I'm like, I'm like, I was hunting down a grape soda pin. Uh, I have it in a, I have it in a, well, it was in a drawer. Now it's in a box somewhere. I, I have one of my handful of, one of like five Disney pins I have, four of which are Tron related, and the other one is the, oh, too loud, too loud. Sorry, I'm getting a little too amped up. The tie has been asleep since seven. So, <laughs> yeah, the that movie was so good. I own it. I bought it. Not with the intention of, of actually. I don't know if I was like someday I'll be able to build myself up to watch this again. <laughs> and uh, I think I, I replaced it with a three D version from from when I worked for Disney. But um, yeah, a, amazing movie. But just even. Thinking about the scenes, I'm getting like emotional inside. It's like, oh, this, it's so good, but now that, that that's a rough one. I can, I can watch Monsters Inc. with relatively no problem. Most of these Pixar movies, I'm just a blubbering mess near the end. <laughs> Where Pete Molini gave me so much crap when I was crying at the end of Toy Story Three. <laughs> it's like, why are you crying? I'm like my toys, man. I'm just thinking about all my old toys when I was a boy. <laughs> The wee boy, my G.I. Joes, my Transformers, my Masters of the Universe. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I have Transformers I bought when I was older, which I'm going to pass on to Ty. <laughs> but my OG, the handful of you know crappy Transformers that I had, I don't know where they are. They're lost. Lost to time. I don't know what happened to those, and that's where like the, the crux of me crying at the end of Toy Story 3 was. Uh, I forget when we watched Toy Story 4. Uh, did, did I cry during Toy Story 4? Do you recall if I cried? Mm, a little bit, yes. I think I had a few tears come out yes. near the end when they were saying goodbye to mm -hmm. 
when Woody was choosing to stay behind. Yeah, all, all my G.I. Joe snapped their rubber bands. Yeah, same. 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 <laughs> well, I always had, like, the weird random G.I. Joes. Like, oh, you could fix them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rubber bands always snapped off. You always just twist them a little too much. I, th I think the only thing I potentially may still have from my childhood are my Legos, because I think I know, I know those were bequeathed to my brother, and I think those are still sitting in my mom's garage to this day. I, I, I think well, once Ty is, is of age, because right now we, we can't put a Lego, I don't think we can even put a Duplo in front of him. He'll just go straight to his mouth. <laughs> uh, in, in like nine years, I'll, I'll, I'll break out the Legos and like put them in front of him like alright son it's time to get creative <laughs> Here, here's a big tub of Legos with no instruction booklet do what you want <laughs> uh, I, I, might buy, I might buy him some Duplos when he's like two <laughs> I, I had to fight the urge to already buy him some but I just know it's like if I get him Duplos now they're just gonna Go in his mouth, or he's gonna straight up ignore them. <laughs> and, uh, right now, he's in he's in this interesting phase where every time, like, he has blocks. He has different kinds of blocks right now. For his birthday, he got this cool set of like twenty six alphabet blocks of different sizes and shapes. And anytime I try to build something, he just knocks it over. He's like, "No, Dad, no, no, no. I have a system here, Dad. Everything needs to be on the ground." Yeah, there actually, there's somehow he did his first set of blocks. There's a bonus for those of you watching. He has these blocks, right? These little Fisher-Price bucket of blocks. And it would frustrate him whenever I take the blocks. Yeah, he's the Godzilla stage. Exactly, Damon. He's at the Godzilla stage. Even if I just put two together, like so, for those of you watching on video, if I just put them like this, he would come over and swipe them away. like, no! Don't do that. That's not what they're for. They're supposed to be on the ground. <laughs> they're for eating, Dad, not for building. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah, Damon. Every single one of his kids. Yeah, Damon says every one of his kids had the Godzilla stage. Apparently, <laughs> just no, no structure. Like anytime I would build some sort of structure, or 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 if there's any order, he's like, no, Daddy, chaos. <laughs> he he's all about chaos right now. He's just like, no. Uh, even even yesterday, I was like, oh, he has, he has this cool little book that has a little bunch of little foam animals to count. You, you can little pull them out of the book. Oh, cool. Check out the monkey. Oh, he snatched the monkey out of my hand. He's like, and give me a look. He's like, mm, mm -mm. <laughs> no, daddy, you're not a monkey. This is a chew toy. <laughs> no, dad. <laughs> that, that's just how I imagine his voice when he's give me those looks. <laughs> dad, no. Chew toy. Num num num. Nah, monkey. <laughs> it's a chew day shit like a monkey. You're a weird, Dad. That's not a real monkey. <laughs> Although, I, I, I love his reactions whenever I, I get this big uh, cookie monster. And I just start doing the cookie monster voice. And he's kind of just like, Dad's making the voice. That's not cookie monster. <laughs> He'll, like, like I, I have to literally hold cookie monster in front of me. It's a big cookie monster stuffed animal. Sometimes he'll buy it, and other times, like, I'll be doing the Cookie Monster voice, holding it to the side, and he'll just look at me. He's like, he looks at me, because he's like, that's where the audio is coming from, Dad. 
coming from you, not from Cookie Monster. <laughs> he's a little Capricorn. He's very skeptical. He's going to be a CEO one day. <laughs> but he's very skeptical. He, he's analytical, and he's skeptical. <laughs> I, I, I guess I can't ask for anything more <laughs> of, of, of our wonderful little boy. But yeah, that, 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 the, the, that, that's your tiger tangent for, for the evening. <laughs> I love going on my tiger tangents because obviously many of you are also parents, so you, you you've been there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm I'm lagging behind here, but it's okay. We're all running our own little races here. It's it, it's not a race. We're all on our journeys. There you go. Journey is the word I look for. My little one-year-old. Yeah, you know, Damon. All, all your all your your little lamb fam. They're they're all. Oh, a lot older, obviously, than one. You know, Ryan, your, uh, your your young man looks like he, he's on his way to two, or he's past two recently. <laughs> all, all the funny stuff, uh, the funny pictures of, of your son, they're pretty hilarious, Ryan. I, I, I am delighted whenever I see your boy. <laughs> Alright. Enough parent talk. Let's wrap this up. It's 9.30. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for, for watching, especially those of you who... who who, who chimed in today? Uh, obviously, uh, Damon chimed in. Ryan Tanaka chimed in. Monica Moreno chimed in as well. Thank you for for chiming in and reminding me that that uh, uh wh whatever her name is was in blind spot. Adelaide, thank you for chiming in as well. We had a, we had a bunch of people like I think that Rolando. I know you were here at the beginning. I think I think Pete was commenting as. Because uh, Pete and Pete and uh, uh, Pete and Sam are still admins for for the page. Uh, they, they they haven't been on the show on the while, but as far as uh, Facebook goes, they're still admins. So whenever they comment, you, you sometimes you'll see the show like its own like. It's, it's probably Sam usually. <laughs> Sam's liking the post, but he's liking the post as an admin for the podcast page, which you can always find. Facebook.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. I've been trying to post a lot more on Instagram. Uh, Instagram at Dre GP Podcast. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I've been slacking off on the Twitter. Again, like I always mentioned the pouring. The I only have so much social media I can pour into each of the buckets. So I've been taking it out of the Twitter bucket and putting it more into the Instagram bucket. So lately there's been more activity there. I do occasionally, I still try to jump on Twitter and Say some funny things here and there. But usually, it's in a. I'm usually replying to other ridiculous things that are happening on Twitter. And as usual, blog, go go check out our YouTube page right now. Uh, it, we're putting up the archives of of the show in case Facebook implodes at some point in the near future. We're trying to back everything up onto YouTube because who knows? While Facebook implodes, what's to say if YouTube doesn't implode? Who knows? Ha ha ha! Just trying to cover my bases here. Um. And, uh, and of course, much like Ryan and Daniel Wong, who uh, I guess he couldn't make it in today for the live show, I'm sure he'll catch it later, are two awesome patrons. If you want to join Ryan and Daniel in being patrons of the show and, and help subsidize uh, the, the, the costs of maintaining a podcast, it would be much appreciated. Uh, if, you, if you want to be so kind, it's patreon.com, Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. But financially, a financial aid is not required. But if, uh, if you want to help the show out for free, you know, obviously. Make sure you watch, like, share, all, all that fun stuff. I know Ryan is a very dedicated share. He shares almost every single episode. Uh, if you guys want to share it with your friends list and horrify them with whatever terrible things 
I say, you know, honestly, the, the show isn't as terrible as it used to be. <laughs> I mean, terrible as in uh, Sam would say a lot of horrifying things <laughs> or inspire me to say some really horrible things. I think the, the show technically is a lot more family-friendly. I'm sure, obviously, in conjunction with me becoming a family man, the, the show has gotten a lot more family-friendly over the last two years. <laughs> Even though Sam is a dad himself, he, he is still a, an agent of chaos. <laughs> But yeah, I, it was funny, like rewatching an, ep an old episode from three years ago. I'm like, ooh, show's tone was way different. <laughs> I still get a little wild here and there, but <laughs> yes, the, the show seems a, a, by comparison, a lot more family friendly <laughs> for for the casual viewer. So you you can share current episodes of the show with your with your friends, yeah, and and, and not be afraid of alienating alienating them with the with the crazy bald man. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to... Some people just want to watch the world burn. That is Sam Zia, in a nutshell. <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Uh, audio listeners, thank you for listening. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Hopefully our minds can withstand the sixth episode of WandaVision. We'll, we'll see you guys next week, and maybe... There's some other videos coming during the week. I'm, I'm not making any guarantees. But I, I've made progress at work creating a workstation to make videos. So hopefully something. We'll see you guys later.